0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Glad to be with y'all today. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Also, happy State of the Union Address to those who wish to celebrate it. It is uh, probably not in my cards for tonight. So I've been up since... uh, well, I've been up for a while, but at about 8 a.m. this morning, I started cooking, and I've been cooking all day today. I walk into the studio, I smell like smoke. Not Gary Chambers like smoke, but barbecue smoke. I've had a pork roast that was in the smoker wrapped in bacon uh, for a good portion of the day. I had pork belly burnt ends that were going on all day. Uh, I have some, uh, some boudin to stuff later. I have the hog casings ready to go. I have the mix ready to go. I will be uh, making those. And of course, I'm making all of this today because it's Mardi Gras, knowing full well that I, as a Catholic, cannot have any of these leftovers tomorrow because it's Ash Wednesday and you, you can't have meat on Ash Wednesday or the Fridays during Lent. Nonetheless, I will be here tomorrow morning. I will be on Winging It Wednesday on Acadiana's Morning News, so I will bring some of what I've made, which will be the boudin and the king cakes that I've made bring that in and let Bernie enjoy those. Uh, because I always feel better about myself whenever I bring food into the studio because Bernie always tells me I do a good job. I don't know if she's lying to make me feel better, but it makes me feel better. So I just I, I go with that. Two three two fifteen forty two if you want to join in the conversation. We can talk about barbecue. We can talk about uh any of that. If you don't want to talk about the state of the disunion which is going on here in the United States right now. Joe Biden Tonight, at eight o'clock our time, we'll give his State of the Union address. And it's not going to be pretty. Now, he's going to try to dress this up. He's going to try to paint a very rosy picture, but it's not going to work. The American people are going to see through a lot of what he's going to say, but what is he going to say? Uh, he will declare victory over the pandemic. In fact, I told y'all yesterday, his own polling firm is telling him and other Democrats, declare victory and move on. Do not bring up anything about mask restrictions anymore. It's polling terribly. Everything is polling terribly. We are being governed at this point by the polls rather than by policy. The Biden administration is chasing whatever voters are saying in the polls and trying to fix things as the polls come out. They're not doing anything proactive that actually makes sense. So he will tell Americans that the worst of the pandemic is behind us, that things can go back to normal, that the pandemic is now endemic and it's much less dangerous, things we all knew weeks ago, but that his administration couldn't admit. Never mind that his administration actually prolonged the pandemic, by continuing to pursue things like mask mandates, while also giving confusing and conflicting rhetoric on vaccines, never mind the fact that they tried to punish the unvaccinated in the most unconstitutional of ways, and also gave us all these excuses about how getting the vaccine is to help protect the vaccinated. Because that was apparently their concern, was protecting the vaccinated. Screw the ones who weren't vaccinated. Let's just jab a needle in their arms so the ones who are vaccinated can be even more protected. Very weird talking points. Despite all of this, though, he will declare victory over the pandemic. He will stand before Americans tonight and tell us that he is standing up to Vladimir Putin. This is the guy who promised that he would be the one to go toe-to-toe. He was the most capable, most qualified to go toe-to-toe with Vladimir Putin. And by God, he's doing it now, he'll say. From a distance. Safely behind the European Union's sanctions and diplomatic maneuvers. Safely behind NATO. He sat on his hands and did nothing. Uh, It was obvious that he had to at some point, because all of Europe was leading leading the way, and America was just sitting around doing nothing, so he had to play catch-up. He had to provide some of those same sanctions, he had to provide some of those same punishments toward Russia without restricting Russia's ability to sell energy to Europe and the United States, because he doesn't want things to get worse for Americans. He doesn't want gas prices to go up. He doesn't want fuel and energy costs to go up on Americans, which could all have been avoided had he just stuck with the way that Donald Trump had left things when America was largely energy independent. They have approached everything that they are doing about Ukraine right now through a lawyerly lens, overly cautious lens, not a lens that seeks to portray strength and hold tyrants accountable. He's going to paint the rosiest possible picture on the economy that he can. He's going to tell us how he handed money out to every American to help us get through this this terrible economic crisis. Forget about the fact that that actually helped cause inflation. He's going to say that we're on the back end of this economic downturn that Americans will persevere because Americans are strong. Americans can get through this. Forget about the supply chain issues. Forget about inflation. Forget about the struggle to find workers and businesses that have had to shutter for good because of the economic downturn. We are recovering, but, 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 but he will say We can make sure that this recovery continues, that we can fully get through this if we just pass the Build Back Better plan. And he's going to attack Republicans. He's going to say the Republicans need to step forward, need to come across the aisle, and they need to join with the Democrats to pass these initiatives that will help America recover. He will blame the Republicans, despite the fact that it is members of his own party that have left Build Back Better and other initiatives dead in the water in the Senate. It's his agenda that will get us out of this mess. this mess. Disregard the fact that his agenda is what got us into this mess. Ignore the fact that pumping money into the hands of Americans, printing money left and right and just giving it to Americans is what caused inflation. Had a very big hand in it. Forget everything about Biden's agenda so far that has made matters worse. And then he will propose to all Americans that the best way, aside from build back better, the best way to curb inflation, to fix our economy is to go back to energy independence through green initiatives. By focusing on solar and wind, we will be able to persevere. We will be able to get through this. And we will lead the world. By saving it from climate change. That's what Joe Biden will tell us tonight. But more importantly, is what happens after Joe Biden is done speaking. 232-1542. Let's talk about that when we get back from the break. Here on the Joe Cunningham Show on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to join in the conversation, this State of the Union Address... It's not so much what's happening during the address. We know what he's going to say. I just ran down with you what he's going to say. What's more important is what's happening afterward. Now you remember, I think it was probably eight, nine years ago, there was um, a speech given by, uh, the State of the Union Address given by Barack Obama. And Paul Ryan, gave the Republican Party's response. There's typically a State of the Union and then the the opposing party gives their own response to the State of the Union. Well, that year, you also had Michelle Bachman. Tea Party Patriots put her up and then she gave the conservative Tea Party response to the Republican response to Barack Obama. It was this whole thing. And the media really played up division in the Republican ranks because it was Republicans giving two different views. Despite the fact the Republicans were not in power, the Republicans were out of power. Barack Obama was the president, and it was at a time when the Republican Party was really trying to navigate this early populist movement of the Tea Party, And what the more moderate Republicans were doing, basically laying in wait, knowing that the Democrats were going to overplay their hand. And the moderate establishment GOP made a lot of conservatives, including me, very angry with how they just sat on their hands and let the Democrats really kind of do what they wanted to. They didn't fight as much as they could have. Now, yes, they were out of power. They couldn't really do much, but they could have fought harder. But the Republicans were out of power, giving this split response. Look at what's happening tonight. Rashida Tlaib will be giving the Working Families Party response, a far-left, super-socialist group giving a response to uh, her own president, her own party's leader, in the State of the Union address. The Democrats also have another representative giving i forget who it is but there's another representative giving a response from the black legislative caucus from the from the black congressional caucus giving a response to the president so the democrats have not only joe biden's speech but a far-left response and a black congressional caucus member giving a response the Democrats are divided on their messaging here. Rashida Tlaib is playing up her speech like, oh, well, she's going to be in full support of Joe Biden. What she's really going to do, she's going to hammer away at the likes of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. But she's going to be pulling her party further to the left. Here's the thing. Michelle Bachman, the Tea Party groups, they were never the face of the Republican Party. Y'all may not like to hear that, but the, the Tea Party was ne- never was the face of the conservative movement. They put a lot of good conservatives into office, but they never quite had, just because they were shut out by the Republican Party and the media and the Democrats alike, they never really got to be the face of the conservative movement. But they had some big endorsements from key conservatives, Rush Limbaugh included. As all this was going on, the Democrats... We're just sitting back and letting the Republicans be divided on this issue. But now they're divided. Now the Democrats are divided, and the media is not playing it up like they played it up with the Republicans being divided because now it's a little close to home. And that's a big issue for the Democrats. What we're now looking at, what we're now seeing coming up tonight after this State of the Union address. You have a Republican response and you have two Democratic responses to a Democratic president's speech. It's very important to note what Rashida Tlaib says in this. What she says in her speech is what you can guarantee that Republicans will be running on later this year. Because Republicans see that the Polling is terrible for the Democrats. And if they can continue to tie the entire Democratic Party to the likes of Rashida Tlaib, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, and these other super far-left, publicly far-left progressives, then what's going to continue to happen, you'll see in the the polls, is that independents are going to start shifting more and more to the Republicans. And that is going to be a major, major problem. Because right now, the Republicans, I mean, the Democrats, are being governed entirely, or are governing entirely based on the polls. They don't have anything that they can say for themselves. Nancy Pelosi, earlier today, where's, where, I need to find this quote, because this is extraordinary. Nancy Pelosi says that Americans have a low opinion of Joe Biden because they are ignorant. Here's the actual quote. For people to appreciate what the president has done, they have to know what it is. They think you are stupid. The Democrats know full well that the voters are not happy. But they think that it's because the voters are ignorant. Whereas we know that it's because the voters look around and see the state of the country and are not happy. The economy, COVID-19, the issues with Ukraine, the issues in Afghanistan, all of this has added up. And now, and now Democrats are presiding over a country that really feels like it has taken a steep, steep decline. 232 1542. If you want to join in the conversation, you can also find me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. We're going to take a bottom of the hour news break. And when we come back, more about the State of the Union. And is Bill Cassidy going to run for governor? All that and more here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Glad to be with y'all today on this wonderful, beautiful Mardi Gras day. Uh, I hope that you guys have been able to get out, catch a parade, take your families out, and just kind of celebrate the time that we get to have right now, because it's important to continue to enjoy life despite everything that may be going on. And also, as much as I talk about Washington, D.C. and national politics, also know that it's not the thing that our world should revolve around. I just tell you guys to keep you informed with what's going on in the world around you. But there's far too many people, and and the State of the Union Address is going to be one of those things where far too many people are getting involved to the point where it's affecting them emotionally, personally, things like that. So please, please, please don't let this get, uh, don't don't let national politics just kind of take over the brain. Again, 232-1542, if you want to join in the conversation. Now, here, locally—well, not locally, I'd say in the state, kind of a mix of national and state, if you will—there's the, there, this story, at the business report out of Baton Rouge. Uh, a Democrat pollster and political consultant is touting this, this polling, the, the, pro, the prospects, that Bill Cassidy could be the next governor of the state of Louisiana— which if you have not pulled over the car and just had yourself a hearty chuckle at that prospect, go ahead and do so now because it's not healthy to keep that kind of thing in. From Business Report, Republican, Senator U. Uh, Republican U.S. Senator Bill Cassidy would be the most formidable candidate if he decided to run for governor next year, pollster Ron Fauche says. I think he's in a better position to build bipartisan coalition than anybody, he told the Rotary Club of Baton Rouge. The field he is running against is not particularly well-known, and they don't have a particularly strong base. Cassidy is not announced to run for governor. Democratic Governor John Bill Edwards has reached his two-term limit and cannot run again. Potential candidates include several other Republicans, such as Attorney General Jeff Landry, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, State Treasurer John Schroeder, and State Senator Rick Ward. If Cassidy could get into a runoff, I think he'd beat anybody in the runoff, the pollster says. I think he'd be a stronger candidate for governor than re-election to the Senate. He can focus on state issues and get away from the national mess. This is, without a doubt, one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard in my life. Bill Cassidy is hated across the state. Bill Cassidy voted to impeach Donald Trump. He has taken the side of Biden in the case of the infrastructure bill. Republicans want nothing to do with Bill Cassidy. And I maintain that Bill Cassidy's not running for Senate again anyway. He promised two terms when he ran initially. He's at the end of his second term. He's not going to run again. And yeah, he's probably made some noise about running for governor when it's all over. But truth be told, Cassidy doesn't want to run in another statewide race. Not against the state that he is essentially alienated. And don't forget, as, as Scott McKay of the Hayride pointed out, you know, z- people need to remember that the Democrats have trashed Cassidy in no uncertain terms. According to McKay, have you forgotten the loons who showed up in mass to heckle and abuse him at town hall meetings? There's no reservoir of support to be found there. And there's even less now that on the Republican side. He's the most actively hated politician in the state at the present. But there's something else here. There's something else going on here, and it's kind of an admission. See, Business Report calls uh, this, uh, Ron Fauché, uh, they call him a nonpartisan pollster and self-described political independent. He was a Democrat state representative in New Orleans in the 70s through the 80s. He ran for mayor of New Orleans in the 80s. He was Mary Landrieu's chief of staff And his consulting firm works mostly for Democratic political candidates. He is a Democrat. He is the type of Democrat that John Bell Edwards is. He's one of those white Democrats who wants the state Democratic Party to hold on, uh, wants the white Democrats in the state party to hold on to power, wants them to stay in control because they can win, they can navigate whatever you wanna say. That's their goal. But keep in mind, right now, there is no Democratic candidate for Senate, um, for, for governor. There are Democratic candidates for the Senate. But I told you guys weeks ago, I, ex- I fully expect Gary Chambers to be running this race against John Kennedy, not because he wants to be in the Senate, but because he wants to lay the foundation to run for governor next year. And the other guy running in that race, whose name I've already forgotten, he's going nowhere. He can't raise money. But Chambers is there, and Chambers will get the black Democratic vote in any race that he runs in. The question is, can he make it to a runoff? Against John Kennedy, I don't think so. But in a divided Republican primary, again, you could very well see it happen there. Chambers is the only viable Democrat to run any statewide race right now, and that should worry the Ron Fauches, the John Bell Edwards, and the like, because they're losing their hold over the Democratic Party. There's no incumbent. Edwards has to leave office. There isn't a front-runner. Jeff Landry's ahead on money, but nobody can say that he holds a dominant lead over Nungess or John Schroeder. The field, the, the, the field for governor is not completely uh, closed off yet either. We know some others are going to jump in. The question is going to be, who is the Democrat who will lead the party in the state? And I'm, I'm telling you it's going to be Gary Chambers. And keep in mind what's happening nationally tonight. A woman of color and a vowed, uh, vowed far-left progressive will be representing a near-socialist group as she gives a response to the president's her own president's speech. Also giving a, re- a response is a black congressional member. The Democratic Party is going to go full-on in identity politics. That's all they have. And so the Democratic Party even here in the state is going to look at Gary Chambers and they're eventually going to line up and say, you know what? Yeah, that's going to be the thing that's going to be what we have to do. There will probably be a white democrat. The the folks that support John Bell Edwards are going to find some white democrat to jump into that race. But Gary Chambers, if he's not in that race, He's going to find somebody to run in that race. But he and Rashida Tlaib are cut from the same cloth. They both believe the same things. Chambers was a Bernie supporter. So was Tlaib. Progressive Democrats of color are going to be trying to get as many statewide positions or at least least as many statewide candidacies as possible to show that they are on the rise and that will push the rest of their party to the left with them in the state of louisiana it's not going to work right now if you had if if i had to guess i would say jeff landry makes it to the governor's mansion but it's still a pretty tight field there the question is does landry get into a runoff with another republican or does a gary mm-hmm. chambers or somebody like that hop into the race and get the entire democratic party behind them and push it into a runoff with a Republican like Jeff Landry versus a Democrat like Gary Chambers. Very tough to see, very tough to figure out right now. But that's the way this is going. And this talk about Bill Cassidy running for governor is a non-starter. Cassidy, if he runs for office again, is insane. Nobody can look at what's going on in statewide politics and look at the response to Cassidy and think, oh man, this is the perfect time for Dr. Cassidy to jump into a statewide race that isn't the Senate. The people of Louisiana would be all for him. 232-1542. We do have a caller on the line. We're going to go to a break caller. When we get back, you'll be first up. If any of you want to call in, 232-1542. Let's take a break. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Glad to be with you guys here entering our last segment of the day, 232-1542, if you want to join in the conversation. And that is, that's the big thing here, is that Biden is going to be painting this rosy, cheery, sunny picture tonight. Meanwhile, look all around. I told you guys yesterday, I bought a car over the weekend. I had to do it online because the inventory is not really around at the dealerships locally. It frankly terrifies me to have such a major purchase sight unseen, but that's the kind of world we live in. But inventory for new and used cars is down. And when you can find them, the prices are through the roof. And then when you get one, the gas prices are through the roof. And then you take that new car to the grocery store and the shelves are empty you can't find uh uh, i I went to the store for a family member the other day because they can't find anywhere all brand all brand cereal is currently gone off the shelves you cannot find it not that i'm a a big user or a big eater of all brand but i was looking for it because they couldn't find it where they live so i was going to see if i could find some of it and, and send it back home with them but it's not there I looked online. Supply chain issues for some cereals. You may not see some of those cereals until you know mid to late May. There's shortages. You can't you can't go to Walmart or any other major grocery store and find the cuts of meat you want. You may not find the uh, toiletries you need. You may not find the food stuff that your kids like. You may have to switch to something else if you can find any other alternative. So while Joe Biden wants to tell us that we're, we're, we're rounding the corner, things are getting better, the fact of the matter is, it's not. It's a little bit better, maybe, but you know, Randall was right. Gas has, has spiked again. The crisis in Ukraine has caused, that, uh, has caused more energy price problems. That's the reason the Biden administration won't go after Russia's energy exports. They can't afford to, or else it would hurt Americans more. It is a, it's a horrible time to be in the Biden administration because nothing you do will ever win. Every, th- the stars were aligned to, in fairness to Joe Biden, the stars were aligned against him from the start. But when the stars are aligned against you, you've got to figure out a way to fight back. And Joe Biden has instead doubled down on the things that caused all the problems in the first place. Look at Ukraine. Joe Biden is leading from behind something he apparently learned from Barack Obama. But Europe, the Europeans, who we have teased and made fun of for their lack of consensus, their lack of leadership ability, they took charge, they unified in a way that was frankly surprising and refreshing to take on the Russian threat. And Joe Biden had to scramble to catch up because Joe Biden... And his team looked at the polls and all of a sudden they saw two thirds of Americans didn't approve of the way they were handling the Ukraine crisis. The Biden administration at every turn has doubled down on the very things that have given them the bad poll numbers in the first place. It is extremely, extremely irritating just irritating as an american to look and see that this is clearly not working and yet they want to keep doing the same thing over and over again for some reason they can't get it through their heads so we're going to continue experiencing what the biden administration is doing two minutes Stephen. what's happening in russia What's happening here in America, What's happening? I'm sorry, what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening here in America, what's happening in Europe, it all comes back to quality of leadership. And what you're going to hear tonight at the State of the Union address is a leader who is not going to accept any fault for what's going on. And that is the reason that Republicans will have a major advantage coming up in November. Thank you guys very much. Be sure to check me out on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham show. And you can find this show, this episode and all episodes you may have missed by going to your favorite podcast platform on Apple, Spotify, wherever. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be right back here on Ash Wednesday here on the Joe Cunningham show on News Talk 96.5 KPL.